Thanks, Chris. So, 48 yeah. hours later, here we are <laughs> again. <laughs> um, we, as we mentioned, we were uh, traveling some weeks before around your country. And while we were driving uh, through the, your outback, uh, we were thinking uh, what would be an appropriate image to start a lecture about our practice or about our yeah, vision of the architecture. And uh, instead of putting of, or instead of starting with an image of uh, a project of ours, we thought about this photo that actually Chaba took uh, last year. It's not really only one photo, it's the overlapping of two uh, analog photos. Uh, the, the digital photography already arrived to Europe, but uh, we still are uh, liking the analog uh, um, technique that allows such, so, such uh, accidents actually as overlapping. This was actually an accident. We, the first image was of the, taken in the uh, San Miguel uh, cemetery in uh, Venice. And then a second uh, picture came to overlap because actually Jabba forgot to rewind. Uh, to rewind. So the second image, those uh, neon lights you see, artificial lightning, were from a space uh, uh, we will show afterwards. It's uh, yeah, the atelier workshop space where we used to teach in, uh, in Venice. And uh, so yeah, we think this overlapping of uh, two images can somehow illustrate our practice uh, because we think it's, it's uh, made out of very different fields. Uh, we do a lot of competitions. Uh, it's uh, not very common here in Australia, but in Europe uh, it's very common to have open competitions for every public uh, project that comes out. So we, are, we take part to a lot of competitions. Uh, then uh, the construction, of course, is an important uh, field. Uh, the teaching, as Chris mentioned, no, it's also. Uh, the gaze as uh, the, the vision we have on the world by trying to travel as much as we can and trying to open our eyes on what we see. And the research being uh, our research, personal researches and uh, because this is also maybe a European thing that you, uh, we do a lot of PhDs uh, with themes that we pick out. It's not maybe like more in Australia. Uh, I think in Melbourne they do PhDs about their own practice, but it's about another theme. Well, so we will a bit uh, describe all those different fields of our work uh, here. And starting with the competitions, uh, this is a competition uh, we won uh, last year. It's for Lausanne, the city where we are living right now. It's in, in Switzerland on the, on the shore of the Geneva Lake. Uh, the competition is for an event that takes, per part every, takes place every four years in Lausanne. And it's a garden uh, event, it's about garden. Uh, the, there's a promenade through the, the city with, which, uh, with uh, 25 different sites and as, uh, when you took part to the competition you had to pick uh, one site that would interest you to work with for creating a garden and, um, yeah, and our site was this one actually, it was an existing building and the site was the roof of that building. 
building of the 50s, not especially good looking, but very big and, and rigorous. rigorous and very seen from every point in the city. There's a, an important bridge uh, nearby and with a lot of traffic with, from the metro, the, the cars and uh, pedestrians. So our main idea for this site was to, to create a, a roof. Uh, actually, the, the project is called City Crown. It's to culminate this building and to, to offer that building an end, no? Um, the uh, one thought too was in Europe or in Switzerland right now there's a, a, something called urban farming that is uh, being always more done. It's, uh, the thought is to bring farming or uh, gardening inside of the cities and not outside anymore. So our project consists in a greenhouse uh, that would be put in the, on the roof of this building for the four months that uh, the event uh, lasts and okay. then it would be removed. It's a pre-constructed uh, structure made actually out of uh, scaffolding. Um, and what's going to be grown inside? It's only uh, cherry tomatoes. Uh, on these images, of course, you see the relationship of this project uh, with the rest of the city being here, for example, the cathedral of Lausanne, who also has those peaks and stuff. And actually, these tomatoes will be sold in the, in the nearby cafes in different forms, like Bloody Mary or maybe a tomato uh, pie. And so we contact, that was actually part of our job to look for these places, contact them, and sell them the idea that it's really an uh, ecologic, economic thing that is produ produced on site and then in the nearby cafes during the event it could be sold. Yeah, actually we were surprised the, the answer of these old restaurants and bars was very positive and so we have about 20 establishments close to that site that are going to each one uh, make some concept with those cherry tomatoes. This is another project it's a competition we did for a Swiss embassy in Africa, in Cameroon, Yaoundé. Um, the concept was very uh, simple. It consists in a, in a, a cover, in one uh, roof, one only roof, creating three patios being um, hollowed in three uh, places. So the roof is punctured in, in, in these places that you can see on the, on the drawing and also on this model, which is, by the way, the typical competition model that you hand in in Switzerland. You usually, when you take part in a competition, you receive a plaster model where everybody has to put in their proposals so they are judged on a similar basis. And so you see our, our proposal in the middle, and then um, we also chose to show this um, this competition, because it relates to this climate here, actually, it is very, was very much about the protection of sunlight and the breeze going through the whole building and ventilating the offices. And at the same time, so while this roof is sort of giving, giving shelter, it also makes a, rep a representative space, the courtyards become, maybe not monumental, but something more you know, representative and 
generous. And um, yeah, these would, that's the longitudinal section and the floor plan. On the Andrew. section, you understand how uh, there is this common roof, and underneath this roof, the the units, um, which then are really simply constructed that do not need any more, uh, you know, the protection from rain, etc. And in that competition, uh, there were 150 participants, and uh, this prize, this this project was just uh, prized, but we didn't win, so we won't. It won't be. Constructed, unfortunately. unfortunately. Uh, in that case, this is another competition. There were uh, 500 participants. So just to <laughs> let you know how hard it is right now in, in Europe. So 500 participants, and we ha we had a mention in that case. It's a parish center in Spain. Uh, the main idea was um, to have a double uh, skin, double wall. Uh, both walls out of um, uh, brick uh, work, brick work. Mm -hmm. and uh, you see how a first wall is orthogonal um, according to the context of the city and another one inside is more um, organical and um, well the, the, the light effect is um, to be seen on the model we showed uh, actually as an example of um, photo model. No? And this one is actually a project I did um, with Eduardo Navadijos, who Chris mentioned before, so I, with my Spanish partner. It is uh, a project that goes on since 2004. It's sort of on and off and at the moment on hold, but might be something might be done this year, but we don't know. So this is uh, what you see as a more um, yellowish um, surface is the um, property of the clients, who is a religious group. group. It's a Catholic group who actually bought pieces of land and joined them together and then would like to make a sort of a central um, meeting point for them with housing and certain celebration and meeting areas. And just for the student, this model is three meters long because some were afraid of size. This is a three meter long model, taking the picture from, from the pieced up in three pieces and the joints are eliminated in Photoshop. But just to mention. So on this, I will now actually concentrate on this part, even though there's a little house here and there's a, like a community center down towards the village, which is, this, this is an existing village in the Sierra de Gredos, which is sort of north of, north of, northwest of Madrid. So this is the area we are looking at. It's a very dry, arid area with a lot of granite uh, rocks which are actually just hidden under a very thin surface of sedimentation so if you dig after half a meter meter there's already granite quite clean granite is popping up so um, these are the housing areas and I will show you mostly like the church and this assembly and uh, these are like um, well, the ones with the patios, it's each room has a, it's a patio. It's more like sec, uh, a spiritual retreat they're used for. Everything is built of rammed earth, basically. So the rammed earth is used. Well, and, and in these retreats, you have rammed earth and the sky. So there's only relation from this, this really poor sort of material with the relation to the sky. And um, actually, the grouping is called, they are called poor and humble. So this fitted in there as, in a as a symbolic value, but of course our ma main interest was rather to um, blend in with the color of the landscape and really 
as we take just take the earth out from this on top of the granite we're actually going down into an in-between patio which is will be done the, from the natural granite and we use this earth to build the walls so there's no transportation in, in there either and it just need to be compacted without cement but some lime will be added to those and so this would be the church and the assembly this assembly space we showed before it's in um, so here you see it in, supposedly in the landscape. You are entering on, it follows, it follows the topography. The idea is to have two walls that enclose in between them this uh, assembly space. And so while the building remains horizontal, you are going down into the earth, following the topography, and suddenly are, after getting out of uh, the curve here, which is, that's the bottom floor plan, that's the top floor plan. When you arrive here, you turn around the corner and you discover the space that you have seen just before. No? This one, which is sort of a very surprising rounded space within a rectangular uh, corset again. No? And tectonically, of, so this is also a earth exterior wall and a concrete interior shell, and the two walls would not touch in an ideal sense. Then, so that would be more like the philosophy space for them. And this one would be the celebration space, or the, where the liturgy would take place, where there's an altar and th this kind of stuff. So we made like 10 proposals of very different churches, and they never really liked any, and uh, until we came up with this one, and then they somehow liked that. And this is the far most complicated one. We've presented really easy ones, very simple, down-to-earth uh, projects, but they really pushed us. They didn't say what they want, but they said, said what they do not want. And so slowly we got closer and got this, which is a concrete shell. It's, it is a, a 22 meters high concrete shell, which is based on an elliptic hidden geometry, which is then pulled out like a cloth to let light in, one from underneath, one reflection from underneath, and two are actually from the top. And this would be an effect. This is a plaster model 1 to 50, which, where we tried out the effect of this very serene, uniform, white, purist uh, space. But at the same time, they, they really didn't want any geometry. We really had to hide the ellipse somewhere, any, so, and that it gets some amorphous space. And so we are supposedly to build a the bridge that leads to the site this year and then they sort of have another perception of time than we so this will probably last quite a long time when if it gets built hopefully and so now the one project that got built actually um, which is a kindergarten extension it was a con also a, from a restricted com competition that we won um, this is the site, so, I mean, well, this is the area, this is the existing school, and the, well, the community took away, or wanted to take away from the school this strip of land, and then, because they wanted to widen the highway and compensate the school with this blue marked land, and the idea, the competition was to make a garden, and then, so, we proposed 
not only the garden, but to reorganize the whole thing. So this is what we also were talking about, about the client and the program and what they sort of think they need. You have to think about really about what is really needed there on site for the users. And, and then uh, weigh all the possibilities and make a proposal, even though the proposal is 10 times more what, than what they wanted. And this is actually how we want it. <coughs> because the others actually made the gardens and we made the proposal of this, uh, this building. It's a bit like with the, the, <coughs> the, your brief uh, for this uh, small uh, charrette, no? You're always uh, invited to take it uh, openly, no? You can challenge it always, yeah. no? This, you, the, the only thing, like, like the most important thing probably in, to take away from universities to think always and to challenge things. In, no. in, in that case, actually, it wasn't even allowed to build a, a, a normal uh, space on that ground. So it's not, it was, it's tricky, but it's not, it uh, couldn't count as a construction. This is why actually it's only a, a pergola. Hmm. pergola. So we read, this would be a garden. It has a lot of movement of earth, actually, which is show you later. And then there was this existing pavilion, which you have seen here in the center. This already existed. And uh, we invented all the games and all the different sites and, and reorganized the playground for them. No? Um, so the basic idea of this, would, or like the aim was to create this um, cool and nice child's room, like a large child's room to play in. And there's a succession of very different places uh, for the kids. So we, we, I will talk later about how the roof is done, etc., and we'll go a little bit in the details with the, with the playground. So there was a lot of earth movement because we have to move up almost everything to get to level also for security reasons and control. So we use this to make an artificial topography of rubber and uh, with sand pots like a moon kind landscape. Rubber, not because we loved it too much, but because you cannot, in private schools, you cannot do any more grass and dirt because when parents pay for the ch children to go to school, they want them back really neat and clean. It's a private and, school. And so it's a, an expensive private school, so they have to go. When they go out again from school, we wanted, you know, all sort of games with water and stuff, but this is, was, there's no way to get that through. So that's all rubber. We have meters and meters of rubber. And this is a like um, sand, area. sand area to play with and they can use it actually to put it from one to the other or even sit in it and they actually they are really young, they are between the ages are from two to five so they their little bodies fit in all these small places so you can see it here. So we used every opportunity to, to create uh, different games and the, to the right, the black thing here is, these are the restrooms. They are not completely closed because at that age actually they don't have really the uh, intimacy problem. So it's only, uh, uh, so we use that as a, a slate blackboards so they can actually draw on it. It's mostly the girls who do that, we found out. And there's a little amphitheater and this little mountain underneath this cantilever of 12 meters. And then this, there's a different ages are separated uh, with a fence and we wanted to do a fence, but instead of, not well, it separates them, but also brings them together 
and they come to the fence to play with each other. So the groups are actually brought together, and they have this disc, which is like this counting uh, thing that you may know, that you can, these silicon discs you can push here and there, and but they even they find the other uses they, as a, you know put their jackets on it when they come out and it's still cold they but they want they go running so they hang them there and then before they go again they take them so it's actually nice to see how they use the building and this is a ball game so the school wanted a sign so we made the sign but used the the, um, the, the bottom part for the kids to to play like an, a motoric exercise and that's mostly the boys we use so they can throw try to throw the balls through and stuff that's all steel structure and then polycarbonate uh, cladding right so this is again to resume you have this existing thing and then this extension to both sides it has a slight curve because the existing pavilion is not parallel to the line of the property and as we had to keep the three meters then we had to sort of do something and then we decide to make a curve so all this part here is a, has a really slight curve to it and already if quite far into the planning process already having talked to the community and everything they we had the permit but they realized that they were wrong with the percentage what you can build on site and they said you cannot build anything on site just open structures so we had to change invent the roof which doesn't close and so you cannot close this space off you can see out but at the same time protects from rain and from sun so the beams that you, are, you see here are actually rain gutters every 50 centimeters which corresponds to the vertical structure of the, the, the steel beam the whole building is like a steel beam actually which is a rhythm of 50 centimeters which comes from the polycarbonate plates which are only fixed on verticals and all these gutters that is, uh, they bring out the rain towards the trees which are on the southern side so the rain from the roof goes directly to the plants so this would be illustrate this section there you see these verticals here and these are the, the beams before mounting them it's three millimeter steel just folded so they get the rigidity just from folding actually they are painted white underneath and blue on top so when you look the, the reflected blue light the light from the blue surface colors the white surface underneath a bit blue so you get this effect that it looks much more open and this often blue sky in Spain than it actually is because the gap is really small and it also works with the floor which is blue so you can see that here the actual gap is really this whitish line but then the whole these white beams they become a bit bluish and this is where the rain gets dropped to the trees and then to transform this industrial material of polycarbonate we printed um, like the, these hands of kids on, on, on them to, to give it uh, more it's not so that it loses this industrial quality and gets something more that they can relate to and this is during the construction so as mentioned it doesn't have any diagonal in it and just like the strings of a guitar that adapt to the tone, these verticals get thicker when there's a structural tension. And um, so this was the moment actually to, this is on, on montage, they have these. 
to hold it. And then that was the moment when they actually took the pillars away and it was seen if it holds or not. And there was a lot of bets within the working workers who said how much it would actually go down. And it, had seven, it was put up seven centimeters. It went down to the horizontal, so we were lucky. <laughs> and, and as research doesn't end when construction site ends, we asked the, um, the professors to ask the kids to, draw, to make drawings of their playground area. And so I will just show you some pictures of that. How, of course, there are, there's research about like real sociological or child research, how ch children perceive the world, but we uh, did not do that. But we were just interested what they see and how they actually quite get the main points. Like of, even though proportions are all wrong, and, but, and this is a fence, right? The, the, game. the game fence, and it's, it's much better than ours because we were restricted for of the norms and of costs. We would have loved it to make like this, but it, it just couldn't do it. And how actually space relates, even though it's separated, but through use it's related to them. So these are the both is of ball games, so that's related. And how the, actually the advertisement doesn't count at all. It's just the bottom part. And this is what you use. So later we learn to see advertising and it's really annoying, but then until there, this is what I, this is my world. And uh, also here, there's nobody, it just stops in the bottom part. And he's happy. And he's happy. <laughs> this is kind of arty composition. <laughs> and uh, yeah. anyway. Now about the teaching, um, there's not a lot to say, just some images. This is uh, the uh, atelier in Lausanne, or the one we had in Venice, uh, where we were um, last year for a summer workshop. Um, it's called teaching, but it could be learn. It, it could be called uh, learning because, yeah, we learn a lot from uh, from teaching also, or from, from you, yeah. getting in touch with uh, with students. Especially, it's nice to to be now here in Australia, down under, with in such a, a different climate and different culture, and to get in touch with uh, students from here. As Chris mentioned, we went to Mexico. It was totally different too. Now we're in Switzerland or Italy was maybe closer but maybe more uh, different <laughs> more different than from uh, uh, more different from uh, Switzerland than Australia is maybe <laughs> and um, yeah the gaze um, the, the what we mentioned as being the our vision of the world uh, trying to travel as much as you can but you Australians travel a lot too so um, yeah, there are some images from, from Australia in there. I don't know if you can see them. <laughs> that was Australia, yeah. <laughs> These are some images um, actually all taken, some pictures all take, taken by Chaba, who actually also had the opportunity last year to make an exhibition and the catalog. All from different places. This is Venice, India. Of course, uh, we show them because it's our inspiration no? for our work. Some are work-related. This was a castle we were doing a competition for. And this is just last week. 
<laughs> where when we in the had this weird idea to go towards Kanamala. And, then <laughs> and just a few words about um, the research, the PhD I'm working on in uh, Madrid uh, University. Um, Chris also mentioned I was working six years with uh, Mancilla and Tunion architects, so I was very close to those two very strong personalities and very close to Luis Mancilla, uh, who himself did a PhD, a research about the travel of the architects, the northern architects, to the south and especially to Italy. So this was his research. I was very close to that text because I had to translate it many times. And um, so I, uh, at the time to pick a personal theme for my personal research, I decided to, to work on the travel of the uh, uh, architects from Occident to Orient, and more particularly to Japan. So here you see the architects I'm working on. It's, uh, I'm, I'm studying. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright, Bruno Taut, Charlotte Perriand, Le Corbusier, maybe you all recognize them, <laughs> Carlos Scarpa and Walter Gropius. So what's uh, the point of my research is how uh, very different characters in very different uh, periods in history can make a, a travel, take a, make a trip to a certain place like Japan, see the same things, the same objects, same buildings in different periods, again, and uh, in um, how much their, their gaze on those uh, built uh, objects can be different. Because when we travel, we maybe all already know what we are looking for. Maybe the travel is just the, the conclusion or the confirmation of what we are uh, interested in. No? These are their already studying their uh, itinerary. We see what they are going to see. Maybe they don't all visit the same things. This is a postcard from uh, Gropius to Le Corbusier, saying, uh, so from, uh, sent from Japan, saying actually all he had, uh, all what uh, they were, had been fighting for in Europe had uh, already existed in Japan. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see how, um, yeah, to, to go through their sketches they produced during their trip, so what they wrote, uh, the little travel notes all those architects did, and how even they are, if they are about the same buildings, they are how different they can be, no? And uh, what's that? <laughs> Do you know? It's a, a Japanese uh, a train connection uh, table. It's something we, we, we discovered in Japan by traveling. We just asked once how or when we, should, we could have a train connection. And some guy on the, on the platform took that out of his pocket. Very complex. Uh, but it somehow um, summarized maybe my research or maybe even our whole work. Because it's a table organized. On one side, you have uh, the time vertically. On the other side, you have uh, the space and uh, what's drawn, those little uh, triangles, like, like uh, Fuji Mountain, no? These are the, each little triangle is one train going in one direction and coming back. So this is why there are always triangles, no? They go 
somewhere in the time and go back. And they, of course, connect. So it's about time, it's about space, and it's about the connections or the magic when things, as in our first image, when they start to overlap, sometimes by accident or sometimes because you want it to. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's, yeah. To, it's our last image. I think it's uh, illustrating what we, what we think. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you.